buckle up and get ready for the journey as we navigate the ongoing relationship between belief and life, theology and doxology, or as we like to say, theodox. Welcome to the Theodox Podcast. Welcome everyone to this episode of Theodox. I am one of your hosts, Joshua Brooks, along with Gracie Calhoun. Hey guys, today we welcome back John Hyatt into this craziness mixture of Theodox. Two times uh, in a row. The I first know, time right? That has happened. You should yep. feel honored. I feel good. You feel really <laughs> good? Yeah. All right, cool. John said he's going to bring it. Yeah. So John, <laughs> if there was a movie made about your life, what famous actor would you want to play oh. you? I've always thought that I kind of look like Kristoff um, from Frozen, uh, okay. which I know yeah. isn't really a, an actor, but <laughs> if he, they were to make a Pixar-esque yep. movie of me, yep. I'd like to be animated in the style of Kristoff. Kristoff, okay. okay. I could kind of see that, yeah. So today we're going to talk about uh, work, leisure, and money, and kind of the inner workings of those and consider all those. So let's first, uh, I guess, think about just kind of like in a worldly sense and to think about work and leisure and money and maybe some thoughts on how does the world understand let's just start with work how do you think the world looks at why does work exist and what is the purpose behind it yeah i mean you hear phrases like living to work or working to live or things like that so i guess some of those world views or worldly views of work would be similar to those um one where work is just a necessity you know it's a necessity for survival for provision um acquiring wealth um it would be the purpose of that would be merely working just to get to do what i want to do afterwards or just to be able to survive right yeah um kind of a means a means to an end yeah getting being able to get paid so that way I can do what I actually want to do or just being able to to live and survive. No, no one yeah. just goes and says, well, I just don't work on, on principle. You know, everyone considers <laughs> themselves either working or unable to work for a good reason or something. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it just the the biggest variance, though, is just, well, what do you make of it? Kind of like you're, what you're saying. Yeah. Right. So why you live or do, is it a mm-hmm. necessary, necessary evil? Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of times it falls in extremes like either it defines my life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, or I want to shun it off like I hate it Mm -hmm. so much it's merely a necessity and I really don't want to do it at all Um, and I you know I I say that a lot of times but I do think there's pretty common common everyday people like it is a somewhat of a necessity and yet it's not like Mm -hmm. a um, a punishment Right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because there are plenty of people who feel fulfilled in their job. But like you're saying, that would be if that is where you find your identity and your satisfaction is in your work, then that is what you're living for, in a sense. Like that is your God. But then there are also, I, f- I feel like in, in younger generations where they just don't work or try not to work, shun it, like reject it. They're <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. Um, avoiding it so i feel like that's kind of becoming more prevalent as well as just trying to get by without it um a few things there about work uh and thinking also about just broader humanity and leisure um i think sometimes leisure can just simply be the goal of life like i think of the song everybody's working for the weekend Mm -hmm. you know just kind of that mantra 
that. Um, and when we get into work, of course, work is not necessarily defined by what our culture now defines work. And so that's another whole complex issue I guess mm -hmm. we'll get into. But um, I think leisure can just become the goal. And I think that kind of plays into what you're saying mm -hmm. about you millennials and younger. And is that hey look <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, it's not it's not specific to a generation but the shunning of work and the wanting to just ditch it and get away from it and live life but um i think also on the other spectrum of that retirement is kind of related to this idea of mm -hmm. working for leisure um you know it may or may not be to that extreme where it's an idol it can or can't you know may or may not but uh, I think it's kind of wrapped up into that. Like I'm working now hard so that one day I'm not having to as much. So you're saying we shouldn't retire? I'm no, I'm not kidding. saying that. <laughs> um, you're going to retire, obviously, from certain things. Retire from life? Well, eventually. <laughs> well, or not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, what about a worldly view <laughs> of money? I know in our society, money is a necessity. Like we have to have it to survive and mm -hmm. to get certain things, unless we're just going to steal everything, which I really wouldn't recommend. Um, I think of Mr. Krabs. Money, money, money. <laughs> <laughs> you watch SpongeBob? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. SpongeBob's great. Yeah, it's the OG. <laughs> yeah. I think of the episode whenever he opened the second Krusty Krab and the uh, news reporter's out there and says, so why did you open the second Krusty Krab? And he goes, I like money. <laughs> and he asked him another question. He's like, I like money. <laughs> we like money. Money, money, money. Yeah. I guess starting with work, John, what's the theological basis for understanding work? Yeah, yeah. So I think... Um, Again, like like a lot of issues, we have to start back at the very beginning, right? And, mm -hmm. and work is kind of tied into kind of the essence of who we are mm -hmm. as human beings. In a sense, we've been given a a, a, a task from our Creator, mm -hmm. right? When God creates the world, He uh, He's kind of putting everything together in its right order, and then then His like last creation is. Uh, mankind, and he tells mankind to to be fruitful and multiply, mm -hmm. uh, to fill the earth, to take dominion and subdue it, and essentially to work. Right? He mm -hmm. says, "Work and keep the garden." Right. It was a pre-fall um, right. mm -hmm. law mm -hmm. or mandate. Yeah. Right. Even our Creator works, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, He worked mm -hmm. in creating creation, and we are made in our Creator's image. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we are mirroring His image. We are bearing that image when we work because right. we're made in that right. so i think with a lot of things it's really important to look back at the nature of god and the fact that we're created in his image mm -hmm. to consider how do we um i guess fit into that and i think that's a very good point that mm -hmm. god our triune god works worked mm -hmm. past tense currently right. and um, futuristically right. and right. so therefore in his image yeah mm -hmm. i think that's a great right. point yeah we've been spending a lot of time at our church in the ten commandments lately and i've been thinking about the fourth commandment in particular, which is the, the Sabbath command, the command to set aside one day for rest. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't just say rest. It says on six days, you shall work, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you shall. So it's kind of built in. There's this built in, um, you know, the basic command is rest for one day, but the kind of implicit command under that is work for six. And then mm -hmm. he uh, points to what he did in creation, right? He says, yeah. because the Lord, your God worked for six days and then he rested, right? Where, yeah. uh, part of the way we show the image of God 
is by working and by resting and kind of finding this rhythm in our lives that yeah. brings some glory. The fact that God mandated it and it is a part of his nature mm-hmm. should help us see that we shouldn't despise work. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, an, there's an aspect to it where we shouldn't hate it or despise mm-hmm. it or want to shun it. And I think that's interesting with our culture. Like it sounds and seems noble. The, I'm just going to use the example of the van life. I mean, this seems really like mm-hmm. noble, like, oh, there's so much more out there to do and to see, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be bombarded with working my whole life. I want to even see God's creation, or I want to um, experience what what's out there. And that it sounds, you know, great and noble, but um, there can be, I'm not saying absolutely, but there can be a very strong element of just wanting to like despising mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. which God has called us to do. Right. And granted, even living the van life, there's gonna be work to be done. Right. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm not wanting to say everybody has to work a nine to five, cause mm-hmm. that's not, again, said right from the start that, um, you know, just because our society works that pattern does not mean that's mm-hmm. the biblical pattern, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I just think always for us having that inner check of, mm-hmm. you know, am I just despising what God has right. commanded mm-hmm. me to do mm-hmm. or am I, is, is there actually something right. else there? Right. Um, I mean, I think even when God, after creating it, said and creation was good, you know, right. and it is good. That was also like confirming because he had already told Adam right. and Eve, you know, um, work with your, like mm-hmm. work the garden, mm-hmm. you know? So he is basically confirming, mm-hmm. you know, work is good. Mm-hmm. It was part of his creation. Right. It's part of his mm-hmm. design like this. So with it being um, a part of God's design, like there must be a purpose for work. It's a gift from God. It's not a curse. Right. Um, there was more um, pain in labor because of the because curse, of the curse. Yeah. but that doesn't mean that there was um, and even our attitudes towards work changed mm-hmm. because of the fall as well whereas before it was just like you know this is good we're in perfect harmony beautiful perfection with God like and still working but then mm-hmm. the, the fall came the curse came labor became harder in the sense of um, it being more painful and in the sense of our attitude right. towards it. Yeah. And I think that's a really important, you know, uh, qualification to have in this too, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of folks kind of default thought as well, if this is good, then why is it so unpleasant to engage in mm-hmm. sometimes? Why is it such a drag on my energy and, yeah. uh, my, you know, what feels like my life. Right. Yeah. And they, we have to say, well, you know, it's broken. This is the thing we were created to do mm-hmm. in some sense. And that's at, the heart of what's wrong with us what the the thing we were made for is now broken we're not able mm-hmm. to do it in a fully satisfying way and even when we work hard sometimes it just ends in frustration right that kind of ecclesiastes yeah. like <laughs> i've seen someone work hard their entire life and then they die and the sun squanders it all right yeah. you know there's just that element to our our existence now we need to be able to name that as christians and mm-hmm. not just say well you should just work hard and, and just kind of pull yourself up and stop complaining right we can name the fact no it's actually really difficult and that's that's part of life now it's Mm -hmm. part of the fall yeah yeah and in in, i guess in thinking about the future i mean there's there seems to be the fact that in the new heaven and new earth we're still going to have responsibilities and duties and things to do you know a, a return to eden ish uh, sort of speak. Right. And so it's not to say that in perfection in heaven, we're not going to work. You right. Know, it's right. it's going to be uh, right. without 
the curse though without the curse yeah. there will be no pain in working there will be yeah. no bad attitudes in working <laughs> which sounds pretty great uh -huh, uh -huh. No, stress. Yeah. Wow. no stress john let's go through what are some of the theological purposes for work yeah i mean i know we mentioned already just to glorify god mm -hmm. right just the fact that we that when we use our, and I'm thinking just particularly in like physical labor, right? But if we use our brains or use yeah. our minds, like mm -hmm. just the fact that we use these things that God created to affect change yeah. in the world that brings him a law of glory. I remember I took mm -hmm. a biology class in um, college and just learned about just all these like little things that make up a single muscle, right? Mm -hmm. And just the fact like every one of those has to work properly for a muscle to function, right? Mm -hmm. And so just the fact, like, you walking across a room, like, brings glory to God mm -hmm. to a degree, right? Um, so that's a, an as aspect. I think another really fundamental aspect of it is that it's, um, like we mentioned, like, it's necessary for our survival, right? Mm -hmm. it's, and so it's a way of loving your neighbor, mm -hmm. uh, being able to work hard and work mm -hmm. well is, a, is kind of one of the most fundamental ways that we love yeah. our neighbor. Um, mm -hmm. Those are kind of the two off the top of my head. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I think that um, goes right in line, though, with, um, you know, when Jesus was asked about the greatest commandment, mm -hmm, love right, the Lord your God right. and mm -hmm. love your neighbor. And I think, you know, just as Martin Luther, we talked about this in a different podcast, but, you know, a, a lot of voc uh, theology of vocation and the understanding that by me doing these jobs for other people, yes, I'm getting paid, but I'm serving my neighbor. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, man, I think that's really helpful. I know it has mm -hmm. been for me, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. but that adds more purpose to what I'm doing rather than just, this is, you know, frustrating, right. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the cool thing too, is that not only does God, you know, command work to Adam and Eve, I think was that Genesis one twenty six? Mm. Um, but then he also gives them the ability to do so in verse mm. 28, mm. to have dominion mm. and to do that. So he provides that ability as well. So by us using our unique gifts and abilities that he has given us and, and provided us with in working, that is just glorifying God by using the tools and the skills and the abilities mm. that he's given us. So that's mm. really cool just by us doing mm -hmm. what he's put inside of us mm -hmm. is glorifying right. him. Right. The thing that's interesting about work too, is that it, it pulls things out of the world God created that weren't just naturally there. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we can take a cow and some, you know, elbow grease and we can make ice cream eventually. Right. Mm -hmm. Like ice cream doesn't just exist in the world naturally. Right. <laughs> Not but we can, went to hamburgers. Oh, well, we can get ice cream, <laughs> but yeah, I, I can mean, make a hamburger. <laughs> I was going to try to avoid killing something. Okay. Basic, ice cream is a nicer way of but doing like, it. I mean, even like God put stuff into the earth yeah. that somehow we've dug out and we've made into a ship that we can fly to leave the yeah. earth and mm -hmm. land on the moon. Right. Yeah. Like that's an amazing thing. And God's actually like, us engaging at work actually reveals more of God's wisdom in hmm. creating the world itself, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, that's yeah. part of why, like, science is an amazing thing, right? Because we can say, like, look how intricate these details are. And the more we explore that, the more we see yeah. Yeah. just the mind of God, right? And that's the case with, like, everything from making water flow out of houses with plumbing to yeah. mm -hmm. um, understanding language and music and anything mm. else like that right mm -hmm. and it's showing just the complexity of right of god's creation yeah when he said that about not killing animals it just made me think that god the glorification is going to be an amazing thing because if we return to the state of like similar to eden where they only ate vegetables from the garden 
God's going to do a miraculous work in my taste buds <laughs> to make that happen. So glorification. What if the vegetables taste like meat? Uh, Is that it? I don't think like the whole veggie <laughs> burger thing. I'm just like that's fake news. I just I don't. Understand. What if that's because of the fall? <laughs> it's like jackfruit. They say that tastes like barbecue or something. Oh, so yeah? maybe it actually will. So the, the if new. the fruit already does, yeah. that's one thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting <laughs> all right so would you would you say that like track. refusing to work is disobedience to god yeah i think ref, I, I would say refusing to work would be right yeah. so I, I think that that word's key right if you yeah. physically cannot work yes. right, right, right you know right. there's there's a, that's right. a completely different category but i think about um i mean there's so many proverbs right about the, the fool is the one who you know refuses yeah. to work mm-hmm. or you know like I love the one where it's like there, there could be a line in the streets. I'm not even going to go outside. Right. Uh, it's just like it's like it's it, it just runs counter to what we were made for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think of uh, Paul's words is in Second Thessalonians where he says if, if someone refuses to work and it's yeah. on the pretense of being super spiritual and well, I'm just waiting for the yeah. resu- um, mm. the Jesus to return. Right. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, if he doesn't work, then let him not eat. And essentially yep. the idea is yep. he's going to start waiting <laughs> he's going to be a little less spiritual once his belly starts growling right? right you know um there's a really real aspect to that i think yeah. where um you're denying an, an essence of part of why you're created yeah. was to, to work to mm-hmm. some capacity right i mean if adam after he was created and then god told him you know go name all these animals instead of doing that work he just went and like chilled out and you know sunbathed whatever mm-hmm. he would have done in the garden to relax mm-hmm. um that would be putting off that command that God had given him mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. making light of it not taking it seriously mm-hmm. not yeah. um you know taking care of what God had entrusted him to do so I mean how could that not be sin right it's kind of cutting direct I guess the first yeah. command yeah. that mankind's given before anything else, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, and the point that you made, I think we see that because we have such a, a, a focus on the subjective feelings rather than the objective truth. Mm-hmm. And with even within the Christian world, you know, people would say that some of the very same things that that Paul was chastising to the Thessalonians, um, you know, people have made train wreck of their marriages and their families because they have a subjective. Um, feeling that they're supposed to be in ministry and so mm-hmm. they shun work because I'm or vocational work because I'm supposed to be doing right, this right. Mm-hmm. and therefore everything mm-hmm. just spirals out mm-hmm. of control and the reality is the objective truth is no you minister firstly to your family mm-hmm. and you you do that in part by having a job and supporting them mm-hmm. as well as spiritually ministering to them mm-hmm. and then the subjective you know realities may or may not come true. Right. But I think a lot of times we flip-flop the subjective and the objective. Yeah. And we talked about that mm-hmm. with knowing God's will and how people want to pursue God's unknown will without just wanting to do his objective will. And, right. and mm-hmm. working is mm-hmm. one of those right. things. Right. That's in scripture and blatantly told <laughs> yeah, work. Right. And that's, you know, I remember when I was a newer Christian and think, you know, kind of reading Paul's letters for the first time and the number of times he points like to his own integrity and says like we were among you and we worked yeah. with our hands right mm-hmm. i remember like as like a, you know a teenage kid thinking well that doesn't sound very spiritual like right. <laughs> you know like shouldn't he just not work with his hands if he's an apostle like should yeah. he just go himself out of that but i think that's it's going back to that basic idea that we're getting at right it's just mm-hmm. baked into paul that 
part of him being so you know he says i could have made demands i could right. have asked right, mm-hmm. right but he says instead i i decided to work so that i would not be a burden on you been kind of talking about laziness a little bit so maybe we should just go ahead and jump over flip that page go over to leisure um so john how should we navigate the differences between biblical leisure and just pure laziness i think a big part it depends upon that work component right Mm -hmm. you know there's that uh six days you shall uh labor Mm -hmm. right but i do think it's interesting right like we use the word leisure the bible uses the word rest i do wonder if they're a little bit different you know there's Mm -hmm. some overlap there but there is a distinction in in their meaning right um i think leisure would be a, a biblical form of leisure would be in like rightly enjoying the fruit of your labor to yeah. some degree, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're going to be like a, in a really basic sense, right? You've done the work and now you can sit mm-hmm. and kind of rightfully enjoy it, right? Yeah. Not like the the parable that Jesus gives of the guy who says, I've worked really hard and now I'm going to kick back and never worry about yeah. life again, right. right? But kind of a right way of stepping in and just enjoying what you've, you've made with your hands, whether that's, you know, an actual object or mm-hmm. that's right. the money and the time to be able to spend with your family or mm-hmm. enjoying yeah you know the van life for a weekend or something <laughs> like that so. yeah yeah i think there's a certainly in scripture god commanded feasts mm-hmm. he commanded mm-hmm. yeah. holidays yeah. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and there is a you know he didn't say work six days 24 hours a day mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know so there's right. there's even rest and leisure mm-hmm. built into that mm-hmm. same day mm-hmm. and obviously within an agrarian society as they were work may have looked very different and it might today like you may have someone who's a homesteader that might get up at four in the morning and go and do stuff Mm -hmm. and at noon it might look like they're lazy you know they might be available to go here and do this or that or whatever and it might look like they're not doing much Mm -hmm. of anything Mm -hmm. but their work might be you know very different pattern Mm -hmm. and i think that's good for us to keep in mind Mm -hmm. but um that leisure is also kind of comes and goes, or I think rest is probably mm-hmm. what we're getting at. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, you know, just knowing that there are, there are patterns to that and there's an ebb and flow mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. forth mm-hmm. of work and leisure. And um, I do think with our current technology and our, our, the way we're inundated with it, it makes it hard for our mm-hmm. brains to find that rest. Mm-hmm. As one who runs a business, I find myself in yeah. that. Right. And so... You know, I can be seven or eight o'clock at night. You know, first thing that I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about all the things mm-hmm. that I've got to do, scheduled materials, whatever, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. like all this stuff. And there is a big difference between mm-hmm. finding those times of rest and leisure uh, in the midst of or in conjunction with work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's not laziness. Right. Um, right. But I can go the other way too sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I. I would say laziness is kind of being ruled by your bodily aversion to exertion, right? So, like, you are basically a slave to your um, selfish resistance to work, right? So you're just a slave to that and laziness, kind of. Um, Whereas rest and biblical rest or leisure, whatever we want to call it, um, is... It's kind of like a reward in a sense for that, um, that diligent pursuit of doing the hard work that God has called us to mm-hmm. and doing it for the glory of God 
and not serving ourselves, right? Yeah. So yes, we get things out of it, but ultimately we're doing the work to glorify God and mm -hmm. to help others mm -hmm. and then be able to provide for ourselves. Right. So in that order. Mm -hmm. So by us doing it that way, rest in a sense is like this reward. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a gift after that. And we just get to, to chill out, whether that's physically or mentally or both. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a, it's a peace. It's right. a joyous peace, quietness, freedom. That's a, a really important concept for us is this idea of contentment. Biblical rest or leisure is a, a, a resting in I've done what I can do for mm -hmm. the day and kind of, you know, sitting it down and being content with that. Right. Yeah. And laziness is almost a, a perpetual discontent with the fact that yeah. there's something you have to do. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, being lazy isn't just like, Oh, I'm suddenly so content because I'm not working. Right. right. It's like mm -hmm. you're almost, it's almost like people who, who are, who are lazy are never actually content with the fact that they're yeah. being lazy. Do you feel like if someone never has any leisure time that they've made an idol of work? Possibly. I think it, I, I yeah. think it could be a good indicator, right? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I think if um, if we really believe that God created a, a seven-day week yeah. mm -hmm. and he, he calls us to have a day of rest, then we have to say, well, God would not give us yeah. more responsibility. You know, he wouldn't give us so many responsibilities that we'd have to always break that command, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I find it interesting, like, so... Adam and Eve were created on the sixth day, right? So their first full day of existence mm -hmm. was that seventh day, which was before any work, they rested you that whole day. day. They were created on the sixth. Well, you it know, might have been at six a.m. and then <laughs> they had to work. <laughs> and the way the, the, work. the way the books, the way the, the way the books <laughs> flow, it's like they were created, and eighteen hours later they fell. Yeah. Like that's pretty much how. <laughs> that's it what it looks like. Yeah, that first so. day at work, it's like that, like zero days since an accident. Sort yeah, of thing. zero days yeah. since yeah. the fall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I think there's an amazing, I, I love seeing connections all throughout scripture. Like God worked six days, he rested on the seventh. Now, I don't think any of us should understand that as God needed to rest. It was more right. of a completion. But then he used that as a command for the Israelites for the Sabbath. And then we see Jesus become, he is the Sabbath rest. Mm -hmm. So there's this mm -hmm. thread throughout mm -hmm. of now we find our rest mm -hmm. in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's a spiritual rest. That's a rest for our souls. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's another point for us to like try to gauge this. And am I making an idol of work? Right. Am I ever able to rest mm -hmm. in Christ mm -hmm. in a way that shows trust? Because that's what the Sabbath was really about mm -hmm. was, you know, we're going to demonstrate that we're, they're an agrarian society. So for them to, to skip a day of work could mm -hmm. wreak havoc on their harvest mm -hmm. and their livelihood. So it was a way of showing, I trust you, God. And so I think there's an element to our, our leisure and our resting where we should ask ourselves, am mm -hmm. I really trusting Christ for mm -hmm. my provision mm -hmm. or do I feel like I have to right. do it right. all? Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, I think that could be helpful in right. gauging whether I'm making an island work. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, both laziness and lack of trust can, you know, are obviously pitfalls. So making sure that narrow path in the middle. Um, but I guess let's go ahead and jump to our final topic, our final subject of money. money so, money, money, money. <laughs> as Mr. Krabs would say, yep. um, 
So, John, how should we think about money from a theological perspective? In my mind with money, there's kind of two poles you have to hold up at like all times, right? So one is like all the good stuff we've been saying about work and Mm -hmm. that being like the fruit of our labor. And, you know, if he doesn't want to work, then don't let him eat, you know, Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. And then also like Jesus's really strong (laughs) rebukes at the Mm -hmm. same time of, Um, You cannot serve God in money or it's harder for a easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle for a rich man to hear the kingdom of God. Or Paul is saying the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, right? Mm -hmm. We have to be able to hold those two things at the same time and be able to say, how, how is that possible? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that we have to tell ourselves and we have to remind ourselves is when Jesus calls us to forsake a love of money, or we're called to guard against that. It's not because money is itself evil, right? Mm-hmm. Or because it's bad. It's actually because money's so good, right? Money is is a it's a it's an amazing thing to be able to work and receive compensation for mm-hmm. what you do, right? Um, but it, because of that, it's also really powerful, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really potent part of God's creation, mm-hmm. and it's really easy for that to become a. Uh, um, an idol in our life kind of you know that mm-hmm. money talks right yeah. and like of all the things that we could chase it certainly seems like money seems one like the more effective things yeah to to orient your life around so i like to listen to the money talk mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, i think there's a tendency to either end up with like a prosperity message uh-huh. or, or a poverty message mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm thinking like it's either creflo dollar or david platt mm-hmm. like there's <laughs> I think we struggle to find mm-hmm. an in-between mm-hmm. sometimes within the church world because mm-hmm. it's hard to really preach a, a, a message, you know, where scripture says, hey, you go out and work hard. You be a shrewd, wise, you know, business person who offers a quality service mm-hmm. and, and to expect a level of God honoring that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I think it's hard to kind of preach that without it slipping into mm-hmm. a prosperity mm-hmm. message mm-hmm. of, you know, God's just going to send you all kind of money because mm-hmm. you have faith in him. Uh, but I think sometimes the other side of that becomes uh, almost maybe equally as bad where people feel like I can't pursue any sort of mm-hmm. possessions. Mm-hmm. Right. Like scripture right. calls me, like you can look in Acts and, you know, the few times when it's mentioned that everyone sold everything and gave all their money. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. this wasn't a call mm-hmm. for government to form a structure to operate that way. I mean, it has nothing to do mm-hmm. with any sort of government structure. Uh, it was the church taking care of one another. And one of the interesting things I think about that is firstly, it's not prescriptive, it's telling a story. Um, but secondly, is that somebody had to have possessions to be right. able to sell. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's an element to, if we're going to help one another and serve our brother mm-hmm. and neighbors, then some people have to be making some money. Mm-hmm. And not that everything is in money. We can grow produce or kill cows or milk mm-hmm. them or mm-hmm. whichever you prefer. Um, I've never milked a cow, but... Um, Anyway, there, you know, we can do the the things of making the food, but that's really not the society we right. live in. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. going to come down mm-hmm. to, yeah, I think a healthy message of God calling us to work and expecting mm-hmm. to make money because of it, and yet not shunning all possession right. as if, like, I know some people that have a tremendous weight mm-hmm. of, I just don't know that I can pursue that job because it feels like I'm just trying to make more money. Mm-hmm. Well. 
Is there really anything biblically wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it could also be not to say that it's subjective and dependent on the person, but like if I know that I struggle with that, you know, if I struggle personally in pursuing wealth and like desiring that and that being an idol for myself, then I should help myself guard against that by mm, maybe not pursuing it as much. So I feel like there is almost a self-evaluation Um, that is really helpful to know, is this something that I really struggle with? I feel like we all struggle with it to some degree. Sure, we're all sinful, (laughs) but we all have a little Mr. Krabs in us. But (laughs) that's just going to die in this episode, I'm pretty sure. Like We're going to burn it to the ground. I feel like if we have a better perspective of our future, um, then we know like the here and now, the goods that we have and the materials we have now are nothing to be compared to what we will have one day. So hopefully keep us in check as far as, you know, I'm enjoying these things and they're fun during my leisure time. Um, But, and, you know, giving God glory with being able to enjoy those things, but also knowing like, this is not ultimate satisfaction. This is not gonna bring me ultimate satisfaction. Trusting in Christ for provision, knowing that what we have, he's provided being thankful in, whether that's very little or a whole lot, and then knowing that he can take it away. I mentioned we've been, at our church working through the 10 commandments. And, you know, we talked about having no other gods uh, Hmm. besides the Lord this week. And I kind of contrast that one point with the love of money. And, you know, I I, I think an important thing for us to think about is sometimes like, well, that just sounds so gross to us. Like the love, no one's going to say, or very few people are just going to, well, I just love money, right? Not, (laughs) not many people are quite like Mr. Krabs, right? Right. (laughs) But I, I think the question is not just, well, do you just love just having money? And a lot of like, at least folks like I pastor and care for, like, it's not that they're just like rolling in like excess cash. Right. But the question is, do you love stability and security Hmm. and safety to a degree that money is the best way to guarantee that for Mm -hmm. you? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, do you so love those things that that's what's giving, that Mm -hmm. you turn them to money? Right. I think one thing when we talk about having an idol, I think we can have an idol and we don't even like it. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. like, like we can, we can have a God and just be terrified of that God. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that with money, sometimes Mm -hmm. like having money as an idol, isn't just, Oh, I just love having tons of it, but it's also, I'm terrified if I run out of it. I'm just, I'm horrified of yeah. what could yeah. happen if I, if I don't get this done mm-hmm. or something. Right. Um, yeah. but then on the other side, you know, like we, you mentioned, like someone had to have money to support the church, right? Like in these early days, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have the women, um, who are supporting Jesus ministry yeah. and they get, they get mentioned in Luke, mm-hmm. you have Lydia, you yeah. have Philemon, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have all these people who kind of get brought up as, and even, I even think like Luke and Acts, like he keeps mentioning money so much. I think part of it is because Luke is writing to Theophilus, Hmm. right? And Theophilus is probably, you know, that's a Greek name. Like it's kind of a Mm well-to-do name, right? Like, so he's probably kind of nudging and saying, look, you have a lot of potential to do good, but you really, you need to be careful too. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, it's just a, uh, a kind of fascinating thread kind of through the gospels Mm -hmm. and, and the new Testament. Um, there could be a lot of good that can be done with this. Yeah. You don't need uh, to run from it. There, there have been all kinds of people throughout history, godly people mm-hmm. that God has blessed to make mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you read the warnings, like you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier that mm-hmm. Jesus gives about rich people. I think of the, the 
parable of the, the guy building his barns and building more barns to store mm-hmm. all, you know, it's, he didn't want to let go mm-hmm. or do anything mm-hmm. with it. And I think there's this fight uh, within us, even if God blesses us financially or doesn't, uh, I think we can still have a greedy mindset. I mm-hmm. think rich isn't necessarily having the wealth. I think sometimes it's the desire for it mm-hmm. that is in essence the same. Right. right. And so it's, it's the idol of, yes, that money brings security or it brings uh, possessions mm-hmm. or stability. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can just put a category and say, okay, people that have a lot of money are in that mm-hmm. category. Mm-hmm. I think you also have to say people that don't necessarily have a lot of money but really, 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 mm-hmm. really, really, mm-hmm. really want a lot of money mm-hmm. are also in that category. And um, yeah. that's, yeah. that's the trap. And mm-hmm. I think it's the, the thing for us with money is finding a way to understand that God has called us to work and we should anticipate him to um, bre- uh, bless the, fr- you know, the fruit of our labor and yet not be greedy with right. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there, there's this woman, I think she's involved in supporting like the Puritans and stuff. I think her name was Lady Gray. I might be making that up, but she's really wealthy, right? Like mm-hmm. a patron to be able to support these pastors who've been kicked out of their churches and that sort of thing, right? But she was talking about, you know, Paul in 1 Corinthians 1, where he says, not many of you were powerful, not many many <laughs> of you were of noble birth. And she said something to the effect of, like, <laughs> I thank God every day for the letter M, right? Because it's not it's not, yeah. not any of you, of you yeah, right? She's me, like, yeah. I made it by, right? And <laughs> I think that's uh, it's clever and kind of funny, but it's really true, right? Yeah. Like, she really wrestled with this place that God put her, but then she saw that she was able to use her place for good, for good, yeah. uh, for supporting the church. I think that's a good gauge for us is, you know, if God has blessed us with money, I think a good gauge for us is how am I using it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously to um, not being forced, even, even in Acts, it wasn't as if everyone in the church was forced mm-hmm. to sell their mm-hmm. stuff and to give their money to the church. But you know, of course, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit was moving on them in a way to do mm-hmm. so. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good gauge for us is to just go, okay, if I'm rolling in it, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. am I wiping my nose with it or am I using it right. for the church, right. for yeah. the body mm-hmm. of Christ? Am I being mm-hmm. a good steward yeah. of it? You know, mm-hmm. am I mm-hmm. um, helping others with it? You know, mm-hmm. I definitely think all of those are good indicators of whether we are using it to glorify God or if we're using it for our own personal gain. Right. How do we worship God? with our work and our leisure and our money. Firstly, I guess just to kind of reiterate, I, we have touched on the fact that God has commanded work. So for us to just do it and not shun it um, is is glorifying mm-hmm. to God. It is worship, depending on what the work is. If it's something sinful and ungodly, then mm-hmm. obviously it's not worship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even on the opposite side of that, too, like if I just work my bones to death, you know, and never... Yeah and resting or, you know, trusting in Christ for his provision. But I always feel like I've got to be, you know, white knuckle on this. And so, um, you know, taking time to rest. So I think just by, you know, enjoying that leisure, enjoying that rest. And whether um, you drink, whatever you do, do the glory of Mm -hmm. God. So everything in the world exists ultimately for this purpose. And that would include work, leisure, and money, Hmm. and every other topic that we're going to discuss on this podcast. I think it's interesting what Paul said that, and I'm trying to remember the rest of the context, and if you remember, you might add to this, but 
it's interesting that the two specific things he said were eat and drink. Mm-hmm. And then there's, and whatever else you do. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, it's everything, but for whatever reason, it was mm-hmm. like, in these two things. And um, there's another whole conversation, but I always remember, you know, remind myself that, and we talked about, I think I mentioned another podcast that, you know, God gave us each taste buds, mm-hmm. and He gave us those specifically. And so we have certain things we like and dislike. And, and when we think about even money and should I, you know, do something just to satisfy myself? Well, the reality is mm-hmm. we do that with food. You mm-hmm. know, if we just mm-hmm. put in a different category, we do something that just satisfies ourselves and we can do that and glorify God mm-hmm. by doing it. And uh, I just, uh, so that's a part of leisure, you know, like I can sit here and just eat something and just go like, Thank you, God, that I, yeah. you know, like I'm able to do that and enjoy it, and that's mm-hmm. to your glory. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, when you have a proverb that says something along the lines of, you know, such and such is sweeter than honey or a sweet mm-hmm. honey, right? Mm-hmm. The implication is that you've tasted honey and you've enjoyed it, right? Yeah, and it's kind of just built into the, yeah. you know, it's almost a given that we're going to enjoy those things. It's almost like sometimes we overcomplicate enjoying the world because we're so afraid of enjoying it, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. just kind of woven into who we are right yeah. and so i think one of the ways that we um worship god in those three things right work rest leisure our work rest leisure money however you want to split it up yeah, four um, things four things <laughs> is that you see each one of those as to be as much of a gift as the other ones right mm-hmm. and you kind of order them rightly in your life um mm-hmm. that's just a um a big step toward being able to give god thanks for each of those things right yeah. um yeah, I think, you know, philosophy in the last, especially a couple hundred years has um, purported a message that anything I do to serve myself is selfishness and mm-hmm. wrong. And I, I find it refreshing that scripture sort of speaks against that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and these are what we're saying here is like, I don't have to shun everything that pleases myself mm-hmm. um, as if it's evil, um, whether it's food or rest or watching golf or playing football or you know, whatever it's, these are things that like, this is enjoyable. And God has created me with these certain likes and dislikes and, you know, putting in the category of sin in a different category, Mm -hmm. but um, these things are okay. I think another thing too, kind of like what we talked about before and just trusting God for these things, trusting God for work. If it's a very busy season at work, trusting God for leisure. You know, if it's a very tight financial time, trusting God for money. If it's, you know, a very um, lavish time of money, trusting God that he is going to check my heart and like help me with that conviction, you know? Um, I think trusting in God, obviously, and, and depending on him for these things and providing those things is is a great way to obviously show show worship to God in in these three categories and that's where we get that that ultimate rest is because we have peace knowing that ultimately it doesn't depend on us thanks for watching listening Um, hopefully there's something here that's been said about work and your rest time and your money which can be our money if you've been most I'm just kidding. Um, but but no, we seriously. do have merch. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we, we hope to approach the, these topics and many others from Scripture and thinking through what does the Bible say, how am I supposed to understand it, and then how do I live my life in such a way that worships God uh, with these uh, things in life. So y'all have a great day. Take care. See you next time. We won't see you. You'll maybe see you us. You might see us. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just thinking like, you know, this whole... I know, it's just like stuck with me all these years. Yeah. But it's a good one. I should have just thought of all kind of work songs and money songs. Working hey, that nine to five. Which one's that? What's it? Umbrella? Work, 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 work. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I, think that's I don't know. That's what it's called. No. Work, 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 work. Did oh, yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Oh. It's just not a great song. Working nine to five. I already said that's that one. one. Did you? Yep. <laughs> Too late. Mm. Yeah. Work, 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 work. Is that the one yeah, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Every song I ever. Like you work it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I like that's a different that's kind of work. Job, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, not my job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's hope not. I text that to all the people that I have work on my house. Okay. I work. I like the way you work it. <laughs>